Hello, it's Queen Shay. Hi, it's Mama Fifi. Thank you for joining us for our eighth episode of Unpacking My Past Talk Show. Yes. <laughs> it's been a little minute, but we are back. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hope you didn't miss us too much. Now for today's topic, we have fear. Our subtopic is letting go of the things that scare us. It may lead to great success. All right, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Queen Shay, the co-host of Unpacking My Past. I'm a filmmaker, creative being, and sickle cell advocate. I'm a mother and the co-founder and co-host of the Sickle Cell Experience Live. And I'm also the creative director of Access Advocacy for Sickle Cell Disease. Hey, 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 it's Mama Fifi. I am the co-host of Unpacking My Past and a supporter of Queen Shay. I'm holding it down, holding space for her um, for the advancement of growth and understanding. And for all the listeners, my background, I am a certified sex coach at Six Coach on my Facebook. Check me out. And I'm also a candidate for my PsyD in marriage and family therapy. So I want to thank you for tuning in to the Unpacking of My Past talk show. All right. What is it that you do, Mama Fifi? So I talk to people by coaching and assisting them um, to their own self-discovery, to live a life that is healthier and sex positive. All right. Why are you doing this show? Well, you know I had to do it to support you. (laughs) (laughs) But I also do it because I am an advocate for sickle cell disease, and I want to help the sickle cell community in any way I can so that people with a disease or trait can have a quality of life with less stress and anxiety, you know? That's what I'm all about. Beautiful. So what about you, Queen Shay? Why are you doing this? (laughs) Well, it is my purpose to encourage others to unpack the things that are hurting them from their suitcase and replace them with positive and beneficial tips that others can carry. Um, And before we start, I always have to leave with my disclaimer, which is I am in no way intentionally trying to hurt anyone or assassinate anyone's character. I'm simply telling my own truth on my path to healing and peace. Awesome. (laughs) Well, let's get started with episode eight. All right. We're going to dive right in the fear. This is a great topic. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's just go for it. Okay, I know this episode is a lot different than my usual topics. I've covered relationships that molded me into the person I am today or the traumas that turned into triggers as an adult. This has been heavy on my heart lately as I've I've been faced with so many opportunities because of the gifts, talents, and skills that I have been blessed with. As long as I can remember... I have been faced with great 
opportunities to flourish, but I mostly stood in my own way. I mean, I'm sure someone can relate to that. It's like I'm afraid of myself. I guess that's why Marianne Williamson's poem hits home with me. Um, a little excerpt from her poem is, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light that, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. I mean, my deepest fear has never been that I couldn't do it. In fact, my father taught me at a very young age that there are no such thing as can't. He wanted me to eradicate that word and everything it stood for from my vocabulary and my life. That is why fear is so confusing. Well, my fear is so confusing because I have had positive reinforcement all of my life to go after anything and everything I wanted because I could achieve it. In a lot of ways, I have definitely overcome my fears. I always knew that because, you know, of who I am and what I've been through, I was destined for more. How could I not be? The obstacles that I've overcome in my life, I mean, I have a mantra that I started to live by. And whenever I end one of my videos for the Sickle Cell Experience, I say it. And I try my very best to live by it. I mean, it is pretty dope. My mantra is, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. I repeat this to myself when I'm fearful of going after something big that can possibly change everything. I know in most ways, the fear doesn't come from my success. In fact, it comes from me being afraid of the unknown of the change. I've had so much change in my life at times I just feel like I can't take it and I know it's a natural human reaction not to want things to change but I guess it goes a little deeper for myself. It's deeper for me because my life was constantly changing at a young age. Whether it was bad or good it seems as though the change will always be spontaneous and catch me off guard. What makes me so afraid of myself? I ask that question so much, it's ridiculous. Hold on. What makes me so afraid of myself? I ask that question so much, it's ridiculous. I mean, if anything, I've been the type of, in the type of relationship with myself to realize what I want, what I need, and in what ways to be gentle with myself. I had to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Honestly, I was even afraid to do this show. Talking about things I never really said out loud before on <laughs> and on the radio. It isn't an it isn't exactly an ideal practice of privacy. Every time I think of the next thing to talk about, I always have to keep in mind that I'm doing this for me and no one else. 
regardless of how things the things I discuss might make someone feel, I need to unpack it to move on and do better for me and my daughter. In so many ways, I do this for her too. She will always be able to go back and look at the things that I unpack and know she never has to let her baggage weigh her down and stop her from doing anything she was meant to do in life. Now that I think of it, I know that's why I had to do this fear episode. When you are faced with fear, you can't forget everything and run or face everything and rise. No matter how scared you are, fear is relative. It is not real and it feeds when you exist in that state of mind. It is only as real as you let it be. I had this huge plan for my life. And if it had gone the way I, it was supposed to go, no fear included, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be an author with my own publishing company, a filmmaker with my very own production company, an award winner, a homeowner, and so much more. I suppose I still have the opportunity to accomplish all those things I want to do. And in a lot of ways I have, but I guess I'm just hard on myself so that I can be that person sooner or later. I've chosen to take the things that I was taught by the people who meant the most to me and cherish them. I want to be able to unpack that fear using the things they may have taught me. The highest on my list is my fear of losing people. So I become so unreachable that I never let people too close to me. I know it comes from all the disappointment and the loss that I faced in my life, losing my parents and also my grandparents and others close to me. It makes you not want to get close to anyone. I also had a habit of losing friends close to me as well. I always said I felt I was meant to be alone, so it didn't come as a shock to actually lose someone. I've overcome that for the most part, but I still refuse to sacrifice my peace of mind for any relationship. When I was younger, it was my defense defense mechanism that automatically pushed people away instead of trying to work things out. The fear that everyone close to me dies. Can you really blame me? I'm doing so much better now. If you lose me, well, that's just your doing. And if I know the relationship is salvageable, if you lose me, well, that's just your doing. And if the relation, and if I know the relationship is salvageable, I'm willing to put the work in. But I will not sit by and beat a dead horse. I am now more focused on doing the things that scare me often. How else would I get over my fears if I don't frequently face them? Okay. So. All right. <laughs> that was an awesome story. You always have wonderful, wonderful stories to share 
with us and I'm very appreciative that you are so vulnerable to open up to talk about these things because I feel like a lot of people can relate you know really relate so let's let's unpack your story a little bit and then I guess we'll shift in for any questions you have for me but um okay Mm -hmm. all right so I enjoyed the quote you know that you you did right Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's, it gives us an automatic um, charge to be great, right? Yes. yes. And uh, no matter where you come from, your background or whatever, it's this charge that, you know, you are greatness. And whatever you put your heart and mind to, you know, you can have it. So it's like, why not? <laughs> you know, why, why not have it? Right, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm glad you put that in there, um, so people can reference that and look it up and really do some investigation on that on that um, quote. Also, I want to say about mantras. You know, you talked about one of your favorite mantras, which is a good technique to use when you are trying when you not trying when you are setting your goals and and you are setting your dreams and your working them and you're moving forward mantras are things to change your mindset Mm. from one state of mind to another state of mind see all of this is you know it's practice it's like if you wasn't raised around it like you disclosed like your your parents taught you that this world is your oyster but yet and still because of some things that have happened you have this fear Mm. but it wasn't that nobody was teaching you about um a vocabulary about um you know taking the word can't out of uh, your vocabulary so that um that wouldn't be a word that hinder you from accomplishing your goals. And here's the kicker. When we have experiences, no matter what we taught, sometimes we can't overcome what we have experienced. And so that places fear in us. Mm. As you so simply explain to the viewers that, you know, sometimes you're just afraid of yourself because you lost people, people that you love. You're afraid to get close to people. And then you said, I always, and that's what we have to realize, words are powerful. Um, you also said that I always felt I most likely would be alone. And see, if you feel that way and you say that, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get more of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to have connection, then that kind of talking, that kind of feeling, that kind of thinking has to be changed. So when you go into your mantra, you have to find a mantra that's strong. Mm. You want to find a mantra that really speaks to you in the now, in the present, as if you already have it. You don't want a passive mantra. Uh, your your mantra was good, but I think it was a little passive because it said it, it kind of like 
you know, if you can do your best, do your best, you know, and don't worry about it. You know, I, I, this is me paraphrasing. That's not what your mantra says. Mm-hmm. I'm just paraphrasing. You want to find a strong mantra. You want a strong mantra that's going to encourage you and it's going to support you. And it's going to tell you, yes, I am this. I am. I am. Right. And so, um, you know, that's the thing to look for um, when you do that. And um, also, you know, when you talk about relationships and how you have this expectation sometimes and how sometimes in a relationship you want to salvage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that person, you know, you said if they leave, then hey, that's on them. But if it's salvageable, salvageable, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make it work. And so my thing is, when you get to a point in any kind of relationship that you have to do a lot of work to maintain it, that lets me know. As a sex coach, like if I saw clients, that lets me know that somewhere along the line, mostly at the beginning of the relationship, a good foundation was not laid. And as you go through the relationship, you're discovering some things that may be deal breakers or maybe things that you never thought would happen because there was not a conversation and sometimes when people come to me, that's what it is. It's like, I'll ask them, did you ever have this conversation? And most often that's what they know. We never talked about it. We never talked about it because most people don't understand that you are the most, I don't care if it's a male or female, you are the most important person. And it's not a conceited way. It's like if you had a, spiritual belief and you were saying that I am a child of the king or queen or whatever I am the child of God or goddess whatever you say and you live your life as if you know your heavenly mother and father is taking care of you Mm -hmm. right and then you live your life this way it's like when you meet somebody then when you present yourself, you are responsible for yourself. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you meet two people that understand this connection, that this representation of self as you walk into the world, as you do things, as you attract things to you, how are you treating people? How are you treating yourself? How are you in certain things? Because it doesn't just come overnight that, oh, now that I got this, that, and the other, I'm going to be this person. It doesn't work that way. The person you have been throughout your life is the person you're going to be when something else come along. You don't just transform that way. And if you're striving for something greater... Mm-hmm. You can't use the old technique in something greater. And see, and that's the thing on the other side of the coin, because you haven't 
ever used anything different to get something greater, that part right there that you don't know, that becomes fear. Mm. Now, this fear that comes is not a fear that's supposed to stop you, but most people rather say, oh, that's not for me, or oh, that ain't gonna work, or oh, they not gonna hire me, or oh, you know, I don't have enough. They'd rather spend all that energy mm-hmm. telling themselves what they can't have rather than saying, I can have. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And without understanding the how. How can I have this? See, when you go into trying to understand the how, that's going to delay you from reaching your dream. Yeah. You have to say, I can have this. And once you say you can have it, then the doors are open up. The how would just begin to reveal itself because you'll start putting your steps in order to achieve that. Don't worry about the how. And, you know, sometimes we have to get really courageous with ourselves. We have to dare ourselves because that fear can be so traumatizing or debilitating that you'll stay stuck. And sometimes you just say, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to jump in with both feet and I'm going to prove to myself that this is going to have the outcome that I desire. You sometimes you just got to do that Mm -hmm. because you've never been that route before. And the only thing that can happen is that you're going to learn. Yeah. You're going to learn. And in that learning, it's going to get you even closer. So if it didn't come out the first time the way you wanted it to, chalk it up as an experience that you learn and then you keep going because if you look at it as a failure guess what you're gonna get you're gonna get more failures yeah but if you look at that i jumped in and i told myself i wasn't gonna be scared and uh, you know i didn't achieve all my goals but i know what happened that's a good thing you notice i know what happened i noticed what happened So now you can start the process again and you can take a different route, Mm -hmm. but you can't give up on yourself and you can't let people say, oh, you can't care about what people say. You said something about that too. I guess I always, you know, cared about what, you know, other people feelings, what they think and things of that nature. And see, that's what gets us in trouble. If we don't love ourselves enough to know that what we think about ourselves is the most important thing. When you go to make a decision, you can consult your best friends, your friends, and get their opinion. But the bottom line, you got to do what most feel best with you. And then, you know, you'll see what your friends if you guys are of the like mind and it's, and it's good and it's uplifting and it's positive, you guys are just going to agree as one. And then that just that's your support system. It just supports you even more. However, you can't go searching for information as a dependent person. 
like you are dependent on what this other person has to say because you feel like that person know more than you or know what to do better than you know what to do because you don't even trust yourself but you trust them you give somebody else your life mm. and we do this often we'll go let me talk to my sister my brother my this my that and i'm gonna see what they say about it because you don't trust you're dependent on what others have to say but you have to trust yourself because you have a mind you have a mind that supports you and that mind talks to you all the time i'm not talking about the brain okay i'm not talking about where we have these chemical reactions and the brain and how it functions and you know make us respond and react to things I'm talking about how there's a there's a realm within your mind that knows all and you got to get in contact with that mm. and trust that because sometimes have you ever did something and you felt it within you and your mind tell you no you should do it this way and then you go ahead and do it that other way and then you don't get the desired outcome and then you say damn I, sh- I should have I should have followed my first mind have you ever experienced that oh yeah definitely um I'm one to <laughs> I always believe when when something is that... I can't hear you I'm sorry I couldn't hear you oh I was just saying I always believe that if it's something that's telling me that's moving me towards that decision that I have mm-hmm. to stick with that decision. Whatever right. it is, whatever outcome, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> right. To so listen to it. That's you. Mm-hmm. And so many people don't listen to themselves. That's you. That's your knowingness. Mm-hmm. And we have to trust that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And if you have a good heart and a good mind, I don't believe that anybody who has a good heart and good mind sets out their day intentionally wanting to hurt somebody. Absolutely. Not. I don't think as human beings that's our nature. But because we see so much in this world that people can just take a life and people can just hurt persons and people can just speak words, foul words onto other people like no problem like it's their birthright to be able to do that it's a very fine line to that because there is a time where you should chastise and there is a time where you should be an example mm-hmm. as well Absolutely. you have to discern which one are you being when you behave and respond in a certain way you know that's what we have to be responsible of because otherwise when we do something to somebody else and it hurts them we think that it's only hurting them and in actuality we are getting hurt too because what we say out of our mouth and what we think we internalize it and even though we feel like oh i told them 
you know, I told them, I got them straight. No, you're hurting yourself with inside yourself because is this justification? Is this, or is the, are you trying to teach somebody something in love? Because you could be trying to teach somebody something in love and, and you can be very adamant about it and it doesn't look like it, but it is because it's what you have on your heart and mind about it. You're not trying to hurt that person. You're just trying to make sure they understand what you're saying. You're mm-hmm. not trying to squash their spirit, you know? Absolutely. So it's a lot to it. It's a lot that this world um, have put on us and we have gained some learned behaviors that mm-hmm. during this COVID, this quarantine period, we all should be reflecting on who we really are and how we want to actually exist because there's a lot of things that are being revealed in the world that you know most people thought wasn't going on and it's just being everything is just being revealed all this corruption and high places is being revealed Mm -hmm. you know and it's like it's it's really in every Level. I don't care what your background is, what your title is, where you are, whatever. Um, at every level, if you're not on the up and up, you are going to be exposed because it is time out. Yeah. It's time out for that it's, now, right? Yeah, I, I totally feel what you're saying. You know, um, words are definitely powerful they're mm-hmm. the most the strongest um the strongest part of your body is your tongue it's not anything else because honestly what you speak whether it's life or death it it, it, it makes a difference and it'll come to pass too it surely will and that's why you have to protect yourself be, mm-hmm. be protected because you can be out or be amongst some people and people speak some things over you and you gotta just protect yourself because it's like you know you better than you and I'm not gonna let you put what you think on me I'm just not right and you can't be afraid of that Mm -hmm. you can't be all caught up about what somebody think about you and and because you wanna you wanna be liked by people and accepted (laughs) by people you know if somebody have a problem with you that's their problem I think I've accepted that a long time ago. Um, I can remember as a kid wanting everybody to like me and yeah. doing things to get people's um, to like love me. or like. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I remember my grandmother just telling me, like, there, there are people that in your life that are friends and there are people that are associates. And you need to discern the two because you're doing all these things and you're not going to have enough for yourself. And That's when I was right. younger, I thought she was just talking about like my candy or my right. money. Right, exactly. Like, really? like whatever, you know. Like I don't right. care if I don't have no more candy. But no. like, no. no. Now that I'm an adult, I see right. what she was saying fully. And even right. before I became an adult, like I've never been um, through my teenage years through my young adult and my adult, I've never been pressed for anybody to truly like me. Like, that's never been 
something that I've like had to have is people's admiration on the other hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there is another hand right you you don't gotta like me you don't gotta admire me but honey if you don't respect me (laughs) we Mm -hmm. houston we have the problem (laughs) we have a problem but see and the other thing to that too is that um we can say you know how we are Mm -hmm. and what we're not going to accept from other people or Mm -hmm. that you know what we're not going to be bothered by but here's the kicker too sometimes we don't speak the energy of what we do want how we do want people to treat us how we you see what i'm saying what we speak is a lot of disconnection Oh, I don't care if they don't, you know, people don't like me. That's not a good phrase. That, that's, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to get more of. But if you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who is likable. A yeah. lot, a lot of people love and like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's very different than I don't care if nobody yeah. like me. Okay, It, well, it honestly you- is. It, no, I totally <laughs> like, because for the longest it was that like I don't care if you don't like me. Yeah. But yeah. now it's like I know that I'm awesome. So if you don't like me, then hey, that's no. Your but don't loss. even go there because that part of take care of itself is like you won't even attract those that don't like you. See, mm-hmm. that's what we don't understand. It's like when we stand in our greatness, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about all the the bull crap because mm. the bull crap is so. It's on such a different frequency, and if you are not about that, it it's not even going to come in your vicinity. It'll take care of itself. All you got to do is remain positive for yourself. Absolutely. Like when you say, "I know," you know, I am a respectable person. I know I have integrity. I know I have character. I know I have joy in yeah. my life. Yeah. I know this. Nobody can take it away. Guess what? You're going to get more of that. Mm. You're going to get more of that. Talk about that. See, we want to keep telling our stories. Well, this happened to me and that happened to me. And you know what? That's fine. Let's get the story out because I know the story is painful. But once we get the story out, my thing, my work that I do with people is that I'm going to get you to move towards doing something different because mm. we're not going to stay stuck on that story absolutely because if you're not with those same people and those people are not in my office with you there's nobody else but you i can't help nobody else but you mm-hmm. you're the only person that i can help so it's like let's get on who do you want to be who are you? Do Absolutely. you know yourself? And a lot of times we don't know ourselves. And that's where the fear comes from when we have these dreams mm. and these goals and aspirations. It's like, me? Can I do that? Really? I have a dream and a goal and it scares us so bad that we think we're supposed to run. But no, it's supposed to scare us so that we can say yes. 
this is what I want, this is what I'm working towards, and I'm going to have it. I'm yes. going to keep going until I have it. Absolutely. You know, you're going to turn that fear into power. Mm. You're going to turn it into power. My other thing that I like to do is sing. And it's like when I used to sing and for parties and weddings and, you know, and I in the choir and all that stuff. And every time they call my name to sing, you know, it's like whew, butterflies, you know, you get mm. scared. Yeah. But it wasn't the kind of scare that deterred me to say, oh, I'm not going to sing. No, it was like, OK, Ooh, I, it's, I'm alive. I have adrenaline. My, you know, it's like I'm, I'm, re I'm getting ready to do this thing, and I, I'm, I'm almost bursting at the seams. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm hoping at the same time that I do well and and people enjoy it. But I'm not gonna get discouraged to not do it. I'm gonna go ahead and give my all because why? I like to sing. Mm -hmm. I didn't say I had a good voice or whatever, but it's like. I love it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I studied it. I took vocal lessons. I did a lot of things to learn how to sing. And so when it came time to do it, I just did it. And then some people were shocked, like, dang, she really can sing. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that they can sing. Mm -hmm. And then they start singing and be like, oh, my God, right? Like, take, and, take, and take five. I, I never... <laughs> Okay, just take five, maybe ten, twenty max, twenty max. The show is yeah. over in twenty minutes. Oh well, you know, okay, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and so I've gotten out of it. You know, especially with this quarantine, hadn't had choir practice or anything like that, and mm -hmm. you know, and haven't been vocalizing on my own. But my thing is this: is that when you have confidence. With not confidence. That's not what I want to say. I'll tell it. I'll tell it like this. Now I thought I came up with something new, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just discovered last night that back in 1977, mm. somebody said what I thought I invented. <laughs> wow. And let me tell you about this experience. So I was listening to Reverend Ike. He was this, he was a, he was a uh, pioneer. He was like just someone I think like um, was before his time in the black community because we wasn't uh, aware of prosperity and abundance. And he had a spiritual aspect about it and he would, you know, quote the scripture and he would quote this scripture or quote scriptures and he would correlate the scriptures showing how, you know, God has said for us to be abundance. And so he said, the only problem that people have is not knowing who they are. And I know you heard me many times before on this show say, that I believe that the only thing that's wrong with people is that they don't know who they are. And I thought I came up with something new, like, wow, that was my epiphany, right? Because 
being in the mental health field or, you know, working with people and different things of that nature, you know, um, you, we have to come up with these diagnoses and everything because that's the part of that field when I'm working in the marriage and family therapy as, a, as an intern or, you know, working under um, someone else's license. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I thought I discovered, like, you know what? I think most people just don't know who they are. And I think by you not knowing who you are, it causes all these other dysfunctions, you know? And when he said that, this was way back in 1977, this video. Right. And he said that. And I'm thinking I came up, you know, that's why they say nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. But now I have a confirmation that someone agrees with me, right? You know, there's people out there who have been doing a lot of great work agree that if you don't know who you are, you're going to have all kinds of problems. This fear is going to run you. So, you know, I just want to say thank you again for sharing, sharing your stories. You always bring out some valid points, and I'm very grateful to be able to respond and point out some key points, you know, to mm-hmm. tweak a little bit, to get people in a frame of mind of how they can overcome their fears. So thank you again for allowing me to do this with you. No problem. Okay, I have a couple questions before we go for you, Mama Cece. Okay. Um, you know, and the first question is, how do you know when you're turning your defense mechanism um, into a toxic trait, whether or not you're, you know, letting people go because of the relationship in any capacity is just not working and is best for you or you're being toxic by just letting people go the the second that they prove they are human exactly it's a lot to that so you know it could be you know some people could have this quick response because of fear of connection they'll just be have this toxic trait to just dash i'm gone i'm out Mm -hmm. you know because of what they're what they have experienced in their life and is real to them and they feel like you know they feel like that's the answer. So that's a old, you know, coping mechanism that really is not beneficial, especially when you're an adult. See, the things that we cling to as a child, it works for us because it p- protects us when we're children. But when we're a, when we are an adult, no, it, it really doesn't. It keeps us from our blessing to have a toxic trait. Now, the only way you know you can know when it's necessary to get out of any type of relationship is because you what we just finished talking about you know yourself Mm -hmm. and yourself is telling you this is not right this Mm -hmm. is not for you and no matter what you do what you say it can't be turned around then it's necessary it's necessary to leave it alone you know because you know we are only put in situations you know we all are on our journeys and we're learning and so we never know when that thing is necessary to end until the light bulb moment comes up and then we'd be real with ourselves or we'd be true to ourselves to say you know what the relationship 
and the person that I was when I got into that relationship, I needed this. But now I have grown and it's no longer necessary and no longer served me. So I'm, I'm appreciative of what I've learned from this relationship, but I'm going to move on, you know. And that's okay because it's necessary for your growth, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. what, um, what are your views on fear and how to overcome them? All right, well, my views on fear, and I had to learn... I had to learn myself that um, fear is this thing that um, we have a natural fear that's a part of us because it comes from our primitive brain. Mm-hmm. And, you t- and people talk about it in terms of freeze, fight, or flight, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, defend or whatever, something to that nature. But... Um, that's the natural the part of us you know but this other fear that we're talking about that false evidence appearing real as a result of our experiences that hinder us from not reaching our goals or knowing how to accomplish our dreams now that fear i did had to learn myself uh, where it where was it where it comes from Mm -hmm. and and it comes from not knowing again i can't stress that enough of not knowing who i was because i'm looking outside of me and surely everybody know better than me right mm-hmm. so my views on it is is that to overcome it you have to know who you are you have to know who you are to overcome it and once you understand that then you can start to dissect the things that you need to do and that's right for you to accomplish your goals and your dreams and and then everything will be set on track for you because it is not this thing where you're trying to be arrogant or controlling or conceited or anything like that it's just that you have this knowingness about you and nothing is going to stop you from achieving your goals. Mm. So I think that's how you can overcome it. That's a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a work, you know. It's yeah. really a work. Got to put the work in. Okay, all right. Um, what are some of the fears you have conquered and some you are still working on? Well, I have conquered the fear of being a you know an adult who um, started a new career um, at a later age in life and I never thought I could become a sex coach and I never thought that I can get my master's in marriage and family therapist I never thought that I can complete all my coursework and having a, a, a uh, you know, on my way to get a doctor's degree in marriage and family therapist mm. and therapy. You know, I never, I never thought that. And to have come this far and conquered that fear. I mean, I was traumatized. You know, because growing up, my grades wasn't good, and having sickle cell too, I missed a lot of days, so my grades was very poor. Mm-hmm. And so I never knew that. I can make A's or B's. I didn't know that. And when I would make an A or B, I would start crying. I mean, I'm a full adult and 
it w- getting a good grade was traumatizing to me <laughs> because uh, nobody ever told me I was smart. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, nobody supported me in that area. And then when I got to thinking about how I was interested in a lot of things, I started thinking, wow, you know, I, I, I don't know what I could have been. Maybe I could have been a neuro, uh, something with dealing with the brain because I really liked the neurosciences. And I did really good in that course. And I was like, maybe I could have been a neuroscience person, you know, if only I've known. So, Mm -hmm. but I didn't kick myself in the butt. I love what I do. I love my journey that I'm on. And the work that I, what I'm still working on is um, perfecting um, my business, like becoming a businesswoman. Because you have to learn how to be a business person. You know, if you never own the business, you know, you have to learn. You have to learn about how to do that. And you have to learn about finances. You got to learn about taxes. There's a lot of things that you have to learn. And so those are all fearful things, but I'm not fearful that's going to stop me. I'm fearfully anxious to learn these things so I can have a successful business. And I got teams of people that's that's on my team that you know behind me i invested they're not free i invested Mm -hmm. in and and having people who are knowledgeable about these things so um they're helping me to develop you know my brand and you know that's gonna be up and running soon so i'm excited about that that's awesome yeah so i'm fearfully anxious of that new journey you know yeah so, i'm excited all right um it's time for us to wrap up this week's episode of unpacking my past but before we go mama fifi has her question for the question of the day all right my question of the day to the listeners is do you think fear is a learned behavior or a natural response We'll love to hear from you. So please let us know at www.unpackingmypast at gmail.com. And we will reveal your responses here on Z100thebeat.com. So also check out the website at unpackingmypast.com for past featured episode and and look out for this episode if you missed it it will be there and also so thank the, you. the blog articles are there for for those of you who still like to read <laughs> there's uh, there's some of you out there so uh, the actual articles um is on the website we also awesome. now have a brand new brand breaking new facebook page at unpacking my past and also our YouTube, Unpacking My Past. So that's how you find us. Try to, <laughs> try to find us. We're everywhere. <laughs> we're, di- we're literally everywhere. Everything but an Instagram. And that might be coming up too. So awesome. um, <laughs> thank you all for joining. Thank you so much, Mama Fifi, for being your amazing self and giving great guidance. And just everything that you say is gems so thank you and Uh, thank you queen shay for being so transparent 
Oh, Thank you know, I try, I try. <laughs> okay, everyone, until next time. Thank you and have a blessed day. Peace out. Peace.